Hey, welcome to Plant Yourself. I'm your host, Howard Jacobson. Two quick announcements before we get to today's show. If you're interested in becoming a health coach, I'm offering another run due to popular demand for people who can't make 8 p.m. on Wednesday nights, Eastern Time. So we're doing another run of the program, which will meet the practicums will meet at 10 a.m. on Wednesdays, Eastern Time U.S., which means if you're in Europe or Africa, uh, that might be good for you. Also, if you're in the US and evenings aren't good and you have free time in the mornings, either 7 a.m. Uh, Pacific time or 10 to 1130 Eastern, then you can participate. If you want to find out more about becoming a wicked effective health coach, you can go to wellstartcoach.com. Second thing is, if you're not aware of it, Josh Lajani and I have a book that is free on Amazon Kindle. It's called Sick to Fit. And if you just go to Amazon and search for Sick to Fit, you'll be able to download it for free and read it on any Kindle enabled device, even a phone, smartphone, tablet, computer, whatever. All right, let's get to today's episode. This is the Plant Yourself podcast. I'm Howard Jacobson of plantyourself.com and wellstarthealth.com. This podcast is part of my mission to help you live a marvelous, movement-filled life. Today's guest, David Sabger, is a board-certified cardiologist practicing in Columbus, Ohio. And back in the day, he was really frustrated by his inability to move the needle on his patient's self-care. He knew how to treat them, but he didn't know how to help them get better on their own, to do the various lifestyle things. They just wanted a pill and a procedure and didn't really seem receptive to this message that they could take their health into their own hands. Eventually, he just had a really simple idea invite his patients to go on a walk with him. Just take a walk, like as a first step in reclaiming their power over their health. And this modest idea eventually blossomed into an entire movement called Walk with a Doc, which is within the field of lifestyle medicine, whose mission is to empower doctors to share the health and happiness benefits of walking with their patients. So from that single walk in Columbus, Ohio, in April 2005, Walk with the Doc has grown to over 500 chapters worldwide. And in addition to the walk itself, these free events also include education on healthy habits and lifestyle. When I first heard about this organization, I just had a sense that this idea was so simple, elegant, and compelling that it had just grown pretty much organically. Like doctors would hear about it and say, oh, what a great idea. Let me do that too. And patients would hear about it and just flock to their doctors. Like what a nice idea to just go for a walk with a bunch of people on a beautiful spring day or summer day or fall day or even wrap up or a winter day and just learn about health and be part of a, a fellowship of walkers. But once David and I started talking, I was quickly disabused of that notion that it had grown organically. It turns out the project had almost ended entirely at the end of 2005 when David became overwhelmed with professional and family obligations, when David's fellow cardiologists were skeptical of his low-tech, oh, and by the way, low-cost approach to health. And all in all, the path to its current success has been anything but smooth, but just like a long-distance walker, David and his team have put one foot in front of another, overcome obstacle after obstacle, and created a mechanism to introduce the joys and benefits of lifestyle medicine with hundreds of thousands of patients and their friends and family. Zzz. As David told me, 
exercise is the root of all good, and walking is the quintessential form of human movement. So I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with a pioneer in lifestyle medicine. So without further ado, David Sapker, welcome to the Plant Yourself podcast. Thank you for having me, Howard. So you are the guy who uh, who came up with a four-word slogan that has turned into a, a national movement. Um, we'll, we will, we'll, we'll get into that real, real soon. Um, but first, I'd just love to hear kind of your backstory about how you found your way into medicine and, you know, whether, whether when, you, when you got to like being a full-fledged doctor, was it everything you'd hoped it would be or were there things that were, were off or missing or not quite aligned? Yeah, um, thank you for that. It's an honor to be uh, speaking with you. Um, as a child, I was one of those kids that was kind of pegged as maybe going to be a doctor and I got to um, undergrad, and that had been the plan my whole life. I got to undergrad and saw much fun my fraternity brothers were having. And they were all going into business, and they were likely all moving to Chicago. And I went to Miami University and outside Cincinnati, and I thought that looked like a lot of fun. Um, so I went to switch over to the business school after my freshman year, and you needed a certain grade point that I did not have. So I went back to plan A um, huh. from plan B and went um, all into medicine. And once I committed myself, ended up doing a lot better than I did um, my freshman year, which was uh, pretty poorly. I had a lot of fun freshman year. <laughs> then uh, went into uh, medicine and uh, went to um, the Medical College of Ohio in Toledo, and then went to the Ohio State University for um, internship residency and fellowship uh, in cardiology. And really had some great mentors. Mentors, And uh, yeah, it wasn't quite everything I thought. Um, I love the practice of medicine, um, but what I was seeing and through the studies and is that exercise clearly was, you know, the root of all good. Um, it would lower all the things you and the listeners know, lower blood pressure, lower weight, improve HDL, reduce your risk of diabetes. You could go on all day. Um, yet I was seeing a sedentary rate in my patients of, you know, approximating 95%. Well, let me say 95% weren't getting the full 150 minutes and probably 80% were fully sedentary. So I thought it was pretty easy. Um, we've got a solution and um, we just need to employ it. And um, I, for years, uh, I would sit down with patients and have what I thought were extremely meaningful conversations. Huh. And I thought I was really good at it. Um, as a matter huh. of fact, I didn't think I could get any better. And then it so what was the what was the years. What, what was the feedback you'd get? Like I I know that feeling. Like as a coach and as a consultant, like I'm going, God, I'm so brilliant, and they're just taking it all in. And then, like, what were what were the signs that you were misreading to think that you were making an impact? 
Oh yeah. They were saying, you know what? You're right. You're exactly right. <laughs> um, it's, I, I've done it before. I'm going to go to the gym and I'll sign up and, um, I would leave an asterisk on the chart and tell my attending. I was a, you know, a resident or a fellow at the time. I tell my attending, Hey, wait till Mr. Smith comes back. I turn him around. You've been with him for 20 years and I fixed him today. And, um, <laughs> turned out I, my success rate was, was horrible. You know, I, I would, I was converting a negligible number over to adding fitness, um, <laughs> felt like less than 1%. So it, uh, I had been in attending after finishing fellowship for like a year. I had just gotten through my boards and was feeling like I had some more time on my hands and was also realizing I couldn't do this for the rest of my career. I mean, we have something that works and works incredibly well. And um, I was unable to to make it happen. So I had, I hate to admit it, but I I wanted to zero, if you will, to say no to my face. Uh, so I said, how about if I go to the, you know, the park with my family, my kids were at the time they were two and four and, um, you know, we'll, we'll walk together. And the response from that person was entirely different. And I started collecting emails that was in the fall of 04 started so what, collecting what, emails. What was them. their response? Yeah. Cause you'd been getting such wonderful responses anyway, right? People, people were yeah, allegedly right. having these conversion experiences. What was, what was different about the person that you invited to go walk with you and your kids? That's a great question. Um, and I don't think I've been asked that before. They asked what time it would be, oh. where it would be. And, um, there seemed to be something different in their response. So I kept asking it, you know, with successive patients and collected about a thousand emails over the next four or five months. And we had our first walk in April of 05. So, so you, it took, it took you like months from first asking to having the first, the first walk. Well, I'm in Columbus, Ohio and uh-huh. Uh, the weather was, was horrible. So we wanted to do it right and, um, go to just do it in the spring. So, and we were also, it was pretty magical, Howard. I I never used the word magical before this, but it was one of those things where the community was coming together. Everyone wanted to have meetings and like the idea right away. I spent a lot of time Googling because I figured it had to have happened in the past. And um, so we are also collecting community partners. What sort of community partners? Um, Media, the park system, um, uh, beverages. um, We were actually approached by a hamburger chain, which Uh. we turned down, but... Um, there are discussions about that. That was kind of interesting as far as do you, uh, do you join them or do you, if you can't beat them, do you join them and all that? Uh huh. What was, what was your perspective, you know, in those early days when you were, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing a little bit heady with 
all of a sudden the, the, the success you're having at communicating an idea, whereas before it was, uh, you know, sort of pushing a boulder uphill. Did you, did you feel like, Hey, let's, let's take on, you know, if, if McDonald's wants to get behind this, you know, like we'll turn nobody away. Or did you feel like there was a, uh, a conflict? Well, that was a small part of it. Um, um, it, but it, we did, I did feel very fortunate. I felt like we stumbled on something and that that frustration I was having may potentially lead to something good. Um, yeah, we went back and forth. It wasn't McDonald's and I know you know that, but, um, we went back and forth. It was going to be on over, you know, 1.1 million tray liners a week and things like that. And this, Fast food chain had some healthy food, so we struggled with that, but we ended up not doing that. But yeah, we, it felt, um, exhilarating. It felt, you know, quite honestly, the same way it feels today. It felt, um, the overwhelming sensation was that of responsibility that we may have found something that could be effective and we had to do everything we can to get it rolled out. And who, who was the we? Cause it's, it sounds like it started out you just having different conversations, but you know, did you feel like you were going renegade a little bit or you wanted your institution support or were other people curious about it? I say we, because we can never, you know, do anything alone. Um, it was definitely rebellious. Um, it's, uh, I'm still in the same cardiology practice that was extremely, extremely busy um, and still is. Um, and you got a lot of people looking um, sideways at you as to, you know, you're in a busy practice, what's going on here, that kind of thing. My group was very supportive. They brought in an executive director. Um, our practice manager, um, who we still have today, and is still a huge help today, was basically burning the candle at both ends. Um, in between patients, I would go into our office and say, hey, what if we do this? What if we do that? And um, she has been incredible. Her name's Reva Foy. She's, you know, we wouldn't be here today i'm sure without reva uh. so so in other words you, you've got this this practice and it's 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 run to some extent like a business and if you're out like walking with a bunch of people you're not billing anything is that is that part of the issue well i was doing both i think um there was some media coverage at the beginning and a lot of our um teammates within the cardiology practice you know, the medical assistants, nurses were being very supportive and talking about it a lot. And, um, just, uh, it was a little bit of a rough time with that. Uh -huh. Just, you know, I'd been out of training for a year, year and a half, and, uh, I'm supposed to be a productive cardiologist, which I was still, you know, seeing the all the patients and reading all the studies doing all the procedures, but just with this other thing going on that would make it into the press, it was just a little touchy. 
Uh-huh. Like, you know what? If you, we'll, we'll, we'll get you a standing desk for your operations. Yeah. Yeah. Have you used the treadmill desk by any chance? No, I, I can barely do the treadmill by itself. <laughs> that seems. I think I would just write gibberish if I was trying to walk and type at the same time. Well, do you have one? You should try it. You should try it. They're great. You can you can set it at a speed where um, it it's they're they're really special. You should look into it. I love them. Okay, I do. I do have a uh, an adjustable standing desk. I figured. Figure I want, my, my goal is to That's spend as, as little time in front of it as possible. Yeah. That's like, fair. Like that, that seems to be a better solution than, uh, than more me- mechanical contraptions. Uh, but I guess, you know, for people who That's definitely fair. are tied to the desk all day, I can, I can see how, uh, the treadmill could be a, a helpful thing. So you did your first walk in April, 2005. You had already, you had collected a thousand emails. What did you think was going to happen in that first walk? Like how many people did you think you were going to get and how many did you get? I had no idea. And I was a little scared because we had two, um, uh, two local news affiliates were coming. So I was scared to death. We were going to have eight people. Hmm. We were fortunate. We had, um, I think we had 101 people. It's what the tally show. And, um, it was everything I dreamed it would be and more. Um, it, it's, it's to this day, it's hard to describe the feeling unless you're there. Um, but it's, it's like all these incredible ingredients coming together to make something that tastes so delicious. Um, it's, it's, um, breaking down barriers. It's, it's, um, people coming together that you wouldn't always, you know, see in a normal day and the attendees are so appreciative and the doctors are equally appreciative. They feel they're moving the needle. Um, and you're, you know, we started this for physical activity and I can explain more later if you want, but it turns out that the social connectedness is the magic ingredient and not something that you know, we love about the walk. Mm. So the first, the first walk, you're, you've got your news affiliates, you have uh, maybe eight people ended up being a hundred. Did you have a plan? Did you, I mean, like, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Like this, this thing has been built up to kind of, you know, hyped a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's news coverage. Like we got to do something like just walking around for a couple of miles would have felt to me like, not creative enough. Like we, we have to do, you know, I don't know, sure. square dancing or jumping jacks or, 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 or something. Did you like, did you just say, Hey, let's, you know, the plan is we're just all going to meet and go for a walk. Yeah, that's very fair point. Um, we spoke at the beginning the director of the Metro parks was there. Um, it's, you know, I think it's still a novel concept in the sense that the doctors were like, Hey, I'm here. I'm fair game, whatever, whatever you need, whatever questions, of course, you're not doing physical exams. Um, the loop was, I believe 1.1 miles and we had, we had fruit, um, waters, coffee, 
Um, we didn't now what we've included, but we didn't have it at the first walk, um, other than saying, you know, quickly the benefits of exercise, all our, all our, um, leaders around the world start with a five to 10 minute discussion on something that is, is pertinent. And that brings everyone together. That right now is, is the hook tool that maybe you're referring to. Uh-huh. Um, but there's so many people that aren't out moving that the opportunity to walk with others in nature um, really struck a chord. Gotcha. And you said there were other doctors besides yourself, right? So how, how many doctors were on that first walk and what was, what was the pitch to get them to show up? That's a great question that I don't know the answer to. I believe one of my partners may have been there. Um, but, uh, honestly, I, I don't remember. I was with all the attention that this was getting. Um, and I don't mean to sound egotistical. We just happened to be in the press a decent amount. I was trying, I, I tried to build a wall in between my practice, um, and walk with a doc with the, you know, the obvious exception within the patient um, exam room at that, you know, during that time I would close every visit with uh, inviting them. Uh So I was trying to keep them separate. Um, And so after the first one, did you think, okay, it's done or, Gee, we should we should do this every day or once a month. Like, how did how did how did it grow? And I'm curious because it's 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 a lot bigger than you at this point, right? So some somehow oh organically gosh, yeah. or strategically, it developed a framework that allowed it to to replicate and scale. Um, mm-hmm. Well, so how, I'm curious. Like in the early days, what did you think it was going to become, and how, and what did you do next to make it go there? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that question. I love these. Um, it was predetermined that it would be weekly. Um, with the response that I got in that, that winter of four or five, uh, I knew we had stumbled on something and I wanted to get the bugs out. Um, and I, to make it replicable. So I set it up to be weekly you know, I figured at the very worst, I show up and I get to walk with my family and goes to the park. Um, we're there and hopefully you get to meet more people and learn what works, what doesn't work and and go from there. And I also have to say that um, I dream big, but I thought um, from the beginning again that we really just got lucky and there was this responsibility that we are going to have to replicate this um, so others could take part as those Google searches were turning up negative. Um, I realized we had to get this out there. Uh huh. So h- how did you go about getting it out there? Did you, you, you did it just weekly for a while to, to work out the bugs. And at some point you said, okay, we're ready to share this, um, this model or did, did your patient say, Hey, you know, my cousin in Omaha was asking about this. Like how, how mm-hmm. was the growth sort of push or pull or combination? Yeah. Um, I didn't do it very well. Um, 
this, it's, uh, we brought in this executive director I mentioned who was incredible. Her name was Bev Solt. And she was friends with a director. Uh, we're in Columbus, Ohio. She's friends with a director of Ohio Parks. And she invited parks around the outer belt in Columbus to see if they had any interest in doing Walk with a Dock. She invited 11 suburbs and they all said yes. So then my Taz, she was going to handle everything while I was seeing patients, but I did have to recruit the doctors and that was damn near impossible. Um, no one had, no one had heard about the walk. Um, it's, you know, it's hard to get a hold of doctors during the day, Saturday soccer games, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So So, what what day of the week were you, were you talking about? Was it specific Saturday mornings? So, yeah. so the pitch was to doctors to come out on a Saturday morning and do sort of volunteer, you know, medical care in the community. Right. Um, and I was relatively, you know, new to this kind of uh, attending world. All my, you know, friends were at Ohio State. I was now in a separate system. And... You know, I was so busy um, seeing patients and reading studies and all that, that just um, I was unable to recruit these doctors. And it was um, it was not a good situation at all. So all these parks are moving forward. I was um, feeling more and more frustrated about being unable to pull in, you know, what would amount, Howard, to 44 docs a month, right? Uh, 11 parks for four weeks a month. And um, I just said the walk can't go on. I was um, worried that um, it was starting to interfere with my practice. It was just getting too big too fast. And um, uh, there was too much pressure. So I stopped the walk. And that was at the right around um, the end of 2005. And um, I felt really bad. It had become a good part of my identity. We had to let this executive director go, of course. And um, I missed it throughout 06. I missed it a lot. Um, I felt that, uh, of course, I felt I had failed. I felt that this was something that needed to be part of um taking care of patients and the doctor patient relationship. Um, I knew it. And I also knew that I could not go back. Uh, it was just too much to be part of this busy practice. So, um, that happened throughout 06. And then at the end, my wife said, um, uh, David, don't, don't worry about going to these, you know, having it at 12 parks, just go back to high banks, the park that we were originally at, just do it. Um, just do one and go monthly. Don't worry. That's crazy to go weekly. So I went back and, um, the park definitely had very hard feelings. They had put out pretty significant promotion, um, that went into the Sunday paper and went into 250,000 homes and, we were on the like third page I w- that I had been so excited about, and then they had to, you know, not do it. So there are a lot of hard feelings at the beginning of '07, um, and um, I felt like a, 
idiot. And, but I also, I felt it needed to happen and it was, it was pretty hard to start back up. But, uh, and we had many fewer people for the first walk of 07. I don't know if there were 20 or 30 people. Um, but a lot of people that had put trust in me and the walk, um, felt, um, scorned or they weren't happy with me. So started up again in 07 and just kind of let it grow organically. Um, I, I started, I think I still did it weekly. Um, Mm. I should have probably listened to my wife, but (laughs) still did it weekly. And uh, can I I ask something about, so at the end of 2005, when you'd been doing it for a whole yeah. year and it was just be, like, how many people were walking with you by the end? Yeah. Um, not a hundred. I mean, that was kind of a big event, but pretty good. It was weather dependent. Um, uh, certainly we had some that were over a hundred, but probably most were in the 60, 80 range. Uh-huh. So I'm guessing there were maybe 300 people who are more or less regulars. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what did, what did they have to say when you were like, you know what? I'm too busy. Did they, did any of them keep going? Did they say, oh, well now, now it's over. I've, you know, or did they say, oh, you know, you've given me uh, a tool that I can keep using. Uh, they, for the most part, they weren't happy. Um, I remember a couple of people reaching out saying, Hey, you need to keep doing this. You need to, Docs need to be physically active. You need to take care of yourself too. And uh, the irony was I was like taking that time to run with friends and, you know, do a marathon in 06, but I got it. I, we, we still have some today that were there in 05. Um, but uh, no, I don't think it had taken hold enough to establish you know, um, lifelong habits, if that makes sense. Uh huh. Okay. It's cause it's weird. You know, it's like on the one hand you've created this thing on the other hand, like people are complaining and like, you know, you can do this yourself. You know, like yeah. you, you can, you can still go for a walk. Right. I mean, like you're, it's, yeah. fu- it's funny in a way. Cause you know, you've created this wonderful thing that's scaled and it's, it's become so big and communities are participating. But on the other hand, like it's a testimony to like what a crazy species we are that we need organization and instruction to like move our bodies with, with our feet. That's exactly right. And I think the social connection is, is a huge part of it. I think, people were seeing their friends disband. Uh-huh. Gotcha. So you were, you were sort of the, uh, the organizational glue hold, holding the, the, uh, the social connections together. Mm. No, I was just a small part of it, but, um, the mindset, um, I can't really explain it, but the mindset of the group was, you know, that it was, it was over. Uh-huh even though we certainly encourage people to continue walking together. Right. All right. So you, you brought it back up. You had all those hard feelings. It sounded like you had to eat crow a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a lot. A lot. Um, then, then what happened? Yeah. Um, 
we had been pushing to have the program recognized and, you know, some media sources to try and um, plant the seed nationally. And finally, in um, this was, you know, I started up organically again in 07, but still felt like this needs to be in a lot of places. This is just too good of a connection between the patient and the physician. Um, in I think it was August of 08, we were fortunate to be in Cooking Light. And it wasn't what I wanted. I wanted, um, you know, a story about Walk With a Doc, but instead they wanted to talk about, like, uh, you know, my recommendations for what to wear something <laughs> when you're walking, which is certainly not the person to be talking to about that. Um, oh, you, you, you rock a hoodie. I, 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 I saw Code Blue. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're absolutely a, you're absolutely a, um, a pedestrian fashion plate so don't sell yourself short there <laughs> i shouldn't have been in it for that but at the end it said something about david Lee's walk with a doc and you know we were the only program and that's what started the whole thing going so we had um about 50 requests from around the country um to get this going we had nothing it was just you know, me and Riva still. Um, and then General Motors approached Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield that we heard about and said that they wanted the program and that never evolved. But Anthem um, came on as a sponsor about a year later, it took a year, and they provided us with enough funding to hire a second executive director. The first one, of course, lasted like seven months. And her name was Catherine Stevens, phenomenal. And through um, with her and uh, with Anthem, they were able to make a toolkit that was replicable that we could send out to um, around the country for those who wanted to start. And um, we started getting, you know, we, we had pretty much lost those 50 requests by the time all this was done, um, it, it took a while to get the toolkit going, but, uh, that, that started. And then, uh, a great guy named Mike Royzen, who, um, works a lot with Dr. Oz. He's the director of wellness at the Cleveland clinic, sent down a couple of women, Nancy Ickes and, um, Patty, um, blanking on her last name, but, uh, Summers, I believe. Um, they were great and they wanted to bring the program up to the Cleveland clinic. We're two hours away. So that was very fortuitous um, for us and our growth that um, the Cleveland clinic and their leader was a guy named uh, Rick Krejci, a family medicine doctor under his leadership in Cleveland. They grew the, the program to 14 sites over um, the probably next five years. And, that was always something great to hang our hat on as you started to get invited to, you know, do national talks or as we would talk to, you know, systems or docs that would reach out to us, you know, when you would just subtly drop that Cleveland Clinic name, it kind of, it, it was a big shift from that 2005 when no one knew what it was to get that good housekeeping stamp of approval. And so it, people wanted to replicate what you were doing and the name 
And, you know, like, was it, was it that there was a, a brand about it or you had some, like, I'm thinking in very crass terms, like in terms of a, uh, a chain restaurant or something, you know, where, why wouldn't you just start your own unless what you wanted was the proven system and the brand recognition? Like, why did people want to, um, to replicate Walk With a Dock instead of, you know, their own thing? Right. Um, and I wondered that too. Um, I would say a couple things. One is thanks to Anthem, it was free. So if someone sneezed and it sounded like walk with a doc, we sent them a hundred t-shirts and pedometers. We were just, you know, uh-huh. trying to throw seeds up in the air. And then the other thing is the name is, is very special. Um, there's a long story behind that, that uh, all my stories are long as you can tell, but, um, I won't get into it, but it took us over 10 years to get the name and we tried hundreds of other, uh, names and, um, there, there's very, it's a special name. Okay. I, I want to hear the long story. So you were, when you say you try to get the name, it's like, you know, walk with a doc.org or .com. Yeah. Well, God bless you for that. We, I came up with walk with a doc, um, Initially, I was going back and forth between that and you're invited. Everyone likes to be invited to something. And Hmm. I was in a meeting with one of the news anchors in Columbus. And I just remember saying as I was leaving, she's like, David, you got to call it Walk With a Doc. That's Doc needs to be in the name. So we were going through everything. And there was a cardiologist in Carlsbad, California, who was going to do a 5K that never materialized called Walk With Your Doc. And, um, Again, it was a one-time event, and it wasn't a program, but he, you know, everything was out of my pocket until Anthem came on in 09. So it was four years of coffee, fruit, banana, water, all that stuff, which was great, and we had a lot of help from pharmaceutical companies would provide some food, but it it was a tenuous situation, and taking out a lot of money was tough. Well, this guy wanted to lease the name for $10,000 a year plus $1,000 a month or something. And at that point, um, we just kind of went rogue. He wasn't doing his program. Um, we got a cease and desist letter um, back in 08. Ironically, a week before that um, Cooking Light article came out, which was, I don't, I don't know how that happened. But anyway, this guy never used it. Um, and then finally, like in 2014, I believe 20, maybe 2016, um, uh, their research foundation in Carlsbad was no longer existent and we acquired the name <laughs> for good. We were, we, we called ourselves just walk, um, and, but we are doing businesses walk with a dog. Well, it's such a an innocent sweet thing you're doing and it, it, it turns into all this uh, drama oh it's crazy and the insurance my wife's an attorney she said david you're not walking in the park without coverage i'm like we're walking in a park are you kidding me and uh so she wouldn't let me do it until um she just wouldn't let me do it so the very first walk um uh, we paid $500 for what I thought was the year. And we were walking with this really great woman friend of Reva. And she said, you know, I'll never forget it midway through the loop. She's like, 
they were really happy we could support you. It was a wonderful thing. Um, I'm just curious, what are you guys doing about next week? Oh, my and God. Like, next week. I'm like, so it was $500 a week. So at that point, um, I was like, well, we're, we're walking unprotected. I didn't say that out loud. But um, so we spent basically the next three years um, without insurance. Um, and my wife did not know. Wow. Does she know now? Should, should, well, I, now should, we should I take out insurance on this podcast for when she finds out? <laughs> she knows now. Yeah. And we got, we, um, you know, it was a, a pain in the butt, but um, that's been uh, something that we worked through a lot. And that is another reason back to your great question of why wouldn't anyone just do this alone is, that coverage um, was really helpful in, in pulling people in. Uh-huh. Wow. Cause like I think about, um, you know, actuarial events, like did, did somebody do the math on a, a 1.1 mile loop with coffee and fruit and decide that, you know, on average every three weeks, someone was going to sprain an ankle or break a leg. <laughs> I don't know if anyone did the math. I was too busy seeing, but, but um, I, I was blown away that it was 500 for that week. I mean, I, that's, like, that's like my life insurance for the year, and I'm in my mid fifties. Yeah, like if I, if I were if I were paying, you know, twenty seven thousand dollars a year for life insurance, I would <laughs> I, I I would think that right. I would be updating my will frequently. Yeah. Well, it's it's infinitely better now, um, as as we've evolved. Uh, uh, so and so um, now it's it's sort of all over the country. I guess people are are hearing about it and coming to you. Like, what's the what's the current state of play? How much is you sort of putting all this energy into it? It because like when I, before we talked. I had I had this story in my head of how it happened, and it was you know from watching the the movie Code Blue in in which you're featured, and you're just a very very sort of sweet, approachable, laid back guy in my mind, and so you had this idea and you started it and it just sort of grew organically, and it's it you know and there was like no problems and no troubles and no complications and no hard feelings like obviously that story is completely inaccurate but at some point did it get there to where things are just sort of growing and there's organic movement towards it becoming a you know a very commonplace thing in communities it's really becoming commonplace um yeah i i i love every day every day is is incredible um, as far as enjoying it. Right now, we're getting about 100 requests a month uh, to start. Our team, our current executive director is just a force of nature. Her name's Rachel Habash and uh, Brian Romy. Brian's manning the shop today, for example. He's, he's incredible. So we've just, we've been blessed with exceptional people that have, you know, created this, um, way to get it out, uh, to the masses are, um, we're, we're adding about last year, we added 17 chapters a month. 
Um, and the year before was 11, and we're shooting for about 22 chapters a month this year. Um, we we want to, you know, give this to – we want it to be their baby, whoever it is, uh, whatever country, city, state they're in. This is going to be theirs, but we need to give them all the infrastructure to make it happen and make it as easy as possible um, because we've seen this transform now close to 500 communities. And um, it's a, you know, I, I kind of believe that the, the best solution is the simplest solution. And, um, you know, we just, we see thousands of chapters out there um, eventually, and we're just trying to not get in our own way. Uh-huh. So how how much of your time now is spent on walk with the doc versus your practice? Practice is about 45 50 hours a week and walk with a doc is about 25 30. Um, my wife is super supportive and now that we have insurance, right? But uh she's just been she's been incredible with it. My family's been great. Um and of course um, I'm just a small part. Um, I'm just there to watch it happen. Um, and it, it's one of those things that I never understood before the walk that if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. It's just, it's so fun to, um, uh, I believe we are given a gift to transform the physician patient relationship and also in that transform the way medicine is practiced um, around the world. And we just work every day as hard as we can to make that happen. And it's really fun to watch and see where it goes. Yeah. So what is the, the vibe? And like, you know, so yes, walking, you know, a mile a week or a month is awesome finding other people, but what's like, what for you is the, I might make you make say the word magical again. What is the magical part about <laughs> the you know the relationship between the doctor and the patient? The you know that maybe the patient sees the doctor doing something for their own health, which I don't think I I can in that I can ever I don't think I've ever seen any of my doctors when I was a kid doing anything that looked remotely healthy. Mm-hmm. Right? Like what what do you, what do you see as the magical parts of how this has evolved? I think there's three major things about that. It's so you, you're doing physical activity and everyone's smiling at the end and you get all those endorphins we know about, you know, serotonin and everything else, norepinephrine. It just it feels good. So that's good. And then the second thing is the social connection, which, you know, uh, you know, some people say we're becoming more and more isolated. So it's bringing us all together and, the friends that you meet, you, you go and you know a new friend or have a great conversation with an old friend that you didn't know, and and that's fantastic. And the third thing is that most all of these are occurring in nature, and nature, as you know, I'm sure much better than I, has all these, I'll say it, magical properties. <laughs> and I think it, it's it's those those are the main three. And then I think people just think the docs are supposed to be in the room for 
you know, a 15-minute visit that they're trying to get out of there in four or five because they're late and there's no time to talk. And, I mean, we all know that stereotypical doctor's office visit. So here, it's, it's like there's a pop-off valve. You know, you can talk as long as you want. Um, you know, there's no physical exam, but you can definitely, you know, the docs are there to give their feedback. Um, and we've had you know, so many chapters do such creative things that I never would have envisioned. We have dietitians, often many of them can create a medical home where there's pharmacists, exercise physiologists, and really have everyone there. So that relaxed atmosphere, I think, means everything. Hmm. And do you have a sense of, like, what the results have been if we were if we were if we were to call this like a medical intervention you know and and just and just turn into bean counters and become actuarists of you know like let's compare sure. this to uh to statins or stents or something do you have any sense of of where and how it may have moved the needle for people not as much as i should um the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation has been really helpful, and they provided us with funding a couple of years ago to work with a great group um, called Lime Tree out of Austin. And we have really good qualitative data on, you know, from the some pilot sites in Austin and in Columbus, Ohio. But um, we don't have any um, biometrics, uh-huh. um, and. I wish we did, and I believe we will as we, you know, we hope to partner with universities in research down the road, and I know that'll happen, but our bandwidth is, is not good enough. I I should have, you know, I, I wish I would have grown the, the organization more than I have at this point as far as our team size. Uh-huh. Do you hear stories? <laughs> let's, let's get anecdotal oh, here. Every day. Yeah. Anecdotal every day. Um, and that is enough fuel to keep you going, you know, for a hundred years. Um, the docs, um, a lot of this I have to say is what I expected just from those first six months, I realized just got damn lucky. But what I did not expect was the retention rate. And that to me is of, of the physicians. And that, to me, is probably the best anecdotal thing. I figured the hole in the bucket would be pretty big, and we could fill it faster than it came out, but I, I thought it would be a contest. Um, our retention rate is is about 80 83%, and uh, it's it still surprises me, kind of even though I, I see the value in, in the program. Um, viscerally it's just so heartwarming but um that still surprises me um we have you know the classic weight loss stories we've got a marriage out of um, massachusetts um uh, i just yeah they're countless um i love seeing different walks of life come together that may not necessarily have happen um, at the walk and walk together and form, you know, relationships that you might not have expected to see. Um, It's, I would say that all 486 of our chapters have 
a mountain of stories. It's, we're very fortunate about that. Mm. And has this become a uh, a toe in the water to other lifestyle interventions? Like are pe- are people, you know, moving? You know, like walk walking seems to be a much easier argument to make for people than like the kind of dietary shifts I encourage. Like there's there there's no there's no equivalent of like you know vegan versus keto in the in the walking community where people are saying no you've you mm-hmm. need to walk on your hands only. And here's why, <laughs> like, do, do, you know, do, given given that it's such an easy sell to human beings, do you find that it leads them to, you know, to the other pillars of lifestyle medicine? Uh, I wish I saw that more. We're working on that. We during that five to ten minute intro, we were really trying to push, um, you know, dietary changes and someone like at the walk I'm involved in most. Um, we have volunteers bring recipes and, um, and samples and we're really trying to push that, but um, I need to do a better job leading us in that direction. Uh-huh. Are there, are there chapters that are doing that more? Cause I, uh, I did a quick lookup of, you know, walk with a doc near me and I found a, uh, a plant-based doctor who seems to be doing a lot of cooking demos and, are are other chapters leading the way there? I see that um, definitely has to happen. We've, um, you're very familiar with the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. Yep. I love that college and and the doctors and uh, providers I met through that and more and more of them are signing up to do Walk With A Doc. It seems like just about every day we're talking to someone from ACLM and they are leaders in the movement, so we're encouraging them. We don't have to encourage them. They would do it anyway to incorporate that into the walk. So as, we, as we're you know, able to team up with more ACLM members, that'll happen. Uh-huh. That's great. Uh, I wonder if there are any, any doctors who want to adopt, like walk with a doc as their, as their practice. Like you have to, you have to walk in a loop with them during your, during your consult. That way, that way, that way you don't have to have a treadmill. There you go. Exactly. Um, we get asked a lot about, you know, can you bill and and you can't, um, but a lot of docs want to do that. Uh Right. (laughs) The privatization of, uh, walking on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so have you, have you, I assume you've seen Code Blue? I have not. You haven't? Oh, okay. No. I really, um, I was on call the weekend of the showing in New York, and um, our team has, Rachel and Brian have seen it. Um, I was, got called away on call again. So I have not seen it yet, but I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm a huge fan of Sarai and uh, Marcia, and that was an incredible honor to be included in that. Yeah, I'm I'm curious if that, have you been in other documentaries or or sort of, you know, national media things? I'm sure you've been on, on some. 
We have. Um, there's a documentary made by uh, um, Dr. Kim Field Springer um, at Barry College in Rome, Georgia, and she had been at um, a small college in Ohio, and she did a, a really beautiful um, uh, half-hour um, documentary following a lot of our walkers, and um, it's so great to help get the message out and and make the program aware and yeah we've we've been very fortunate to get some national media and we love that when we were on cnn we had within three days we had 683 doctors request to start so obviously we're at we're just approaching 500 so um it either takes time or you know life gets in the way but um those those are incredibly important for a, a small nonprofit without a marketing budget. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, has has your practice come around a little bit? They, they, you still get sideways glances. Mm-hmm. Um, I I still have that brick wall up. Um, I, yeah, it's something. Yeah, I have the same same partners um they're they're great and i am so fortunate to be in this group they practice incredible medicine and um but i i keep it entirely separate it's interesting the the team we have about 50 teammates um and just about all of them have walk with a doc shirts uh-huh. um and there are many days where there's 15, 20 walk with a doc shirts, um, along with the scrubs. And I absolutely love that, but it's kind of seen, not heard. We don't talk about it. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Uh, what is there? Do you do other things for, uh, for movement, for exercise, or is it just simply the walking right now? Um, I into this body pump class. And I love, I just started doing strength training. I've seen pictures of you. You do strength training. I can tell. Um, I just started in the last couple of years and that's a great class. And um, I love to bike with friends and I do a little bit of running. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's either either strength training or Photoshop. I'm not, I'm not telling. (laughs) It's strength training. You can't be that good at Photoshop. (laughs) All right. <laughs> um, cool. Um, if people want to find out more for, for uh, you know, either doctors or for, I don't know what the opposite of doctor is, civilians, ordinary humans want, want to join the group, uh, where do they go to look? Yeah, it's walkwithadoc.org. And you can always email me at, at david at walkwithadoc or our phone number for the office is Six one four seven one four zero four zero seven. We're also doing something really fun in two months. Um, we're doing a fifty mile walk in one day. Um, we're gonna. It's a challenge to see what we can do. Um, but it'll be our our first fundraiser that we've ever done. And wait, wait so you can, so um, so so people are gonna walk fifty miles in one day. Um, we're going to try it. It's called the challenge. So it's a five mile loop in new Albany, the small town I'm in outside Columbus. 
and um, the city's been great, and we've got a five-mile loop, and we're going to, we call it the challenge. So we're going to start at 6 a.m. and see how far we can go. Um, the history is pretty cool. So um, 110 years ago, Teddy Roosevelt was concerned the troops were soft, so he issued a command to, his, to the Marines to walk 50 miles over three days in consecutive sessions, hour sessions. So, for example, the first day you walk six hours, second day six hours, third day eight hours, okay. um, but 20 hours. And, and then 55 years later when JFK came in, he thought the troops were soft. So someone said, hey, look what Roosevelt did. So then he said, well, we should do it in one day. So that 55 years later, that became a crate. And it's really fun stuff. Um, Artofmanliness.com uh, does a great article on it. Well, it's 55 years later uh, from that. And we just want to, you know, it's we want to see what we can do compared to the people who've come before us. Um, nice. And it's, it's a way to bring us all together and listen to music, um, spend time, and it should be a blast. We have great crew signed up already, so it should be a lot of fun. All right, so I'm just doing the math on this. If I'm doing a, uh, mm-hmm. a standard three-mile-per-hour three walk, that's 16 and two-thirds hours, right? So is that, right. Is, is that you start at 6 and you, you might finish at midnight? Yeah, we're we're closing it at at um at midnight. Wow. So can can people is is it, is it allowed to like jog to <laughs> people with without Absolutely. that kind of attention span? Yeah, and, <laughs> exactly. As we do it, um as we're having practice sessions our friends and I, we're kind of walking 9 minutes, jogging for one and um it's uh that helps kind of keep the legs fresh, break up the monotony. It's, it's good. Wow. What's what's the date for that? It's May 4th. May 4th. All right. If, um, is there a, a web page for – that sounds like a destination event. That's like, you know, people will travel around the world to run a 50-miler. This this sounds like a- – we have, we have a lot of people signed up. Um uh, we have a great teammate in um, Boulder, Gina Simmering. Her her walk has over 200 people. Oh, yeah, I know, um, I know her. Excuse me, Gina Danucci. Yeah, she's uh-huh. incredible. And uh, she just became a full-time teammate. So she's pulling a bunch of people in from Boulder coming in. We also have a virtual walk. So we have people all over the world that are going to be doing it that day. There's some great... Um, uh, swag that comes with it. We're having a rucksack and a patch, and it, uh, the committee putting it together is working really hard, and they're doing some really fun stuff. Cool. If you have the um, the web page for that, if you could uh, e- email it to me, I'll put it up in the show notes. Oh, that's awesome! Thank you. I will absolutely do that. All right. Well, this is this is great. It's just it's. Uh, it's fun to hear the story. It's fun to to check my assumptions and to hear in some in some ways, you know, that this was a real struggle, and in other ways, it's been a very sort of natural, organic process. And I'm just I'm really happy to be able to to learn about it and share it. Well, it's uh, it's really fun to talk about it. So I appreciate you 
having me and asking all these great questions. I, I just love it to death. So, um, I, I, I love answering questions on it and thank you very much. And again, kudos to what you've done. It's just awesome to watch Howard. Thank you. All right. Simple, elegant, empowering lifestyle solutions for the win. I hope you really enjoyed this conversation with Walk With The Docs founder, David Sabger. If you're interested in finding out more about Walk With The Doc, you can check out walkwithadoc.org. You can also see a really nice set of scenes about the organization in my colleague, Dr. Sarai Stancic's documentary, Code Blue. Check out Code Blue Doc. Dot com to find a screening near you. If you're in the North Carolina Triangle area, there will be a screening at the PPOD, Plant-Based Prevention of Disease Conference. I believe that's mid-May. You can check out preventionofdisease.org to find out more about that conference. Um, if you're in the area, you should definitely come. There's going to be a great lineup. The Wellstar team will be there, and we would love to uh, shake your hand and go for a walk with you or You can join us at the Umstead Half Marathon on that Sunday morning at 7 a.m. So if you enjoyed this episode of the Plant Yourself podcast and you'd like to support our mission, the free way to do so is to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And a reminder that this podcast is free for those who can't afford it and supported by those who can So if you've got a few bucks lying around the house that you don't need every single month, you can become a patron of the show. Just go to patreon.com, search for Plant Yourself, and you can, with an ongoing monthly contribution, you can be one of those stalwart supporters whose names I read out so quickly, breathlessly, and gratefully at the end of every episode. Check out the show notes for today's show to see a picture of David and a link to Walk with a Doc and some pros about the organization and the interview at plantyourself.com slash 317. If you're new to the show, you can catch up on hundreds of archived episodes over at plantyourself.com. In garden news, Mia informs me that none of the peas came up, so she's going to be replanting those today, waiting for the fence to arrive um, sometime this week and looking to get more potatoes and maybe some sweet potatoes into the ground soon, as soon as as it dries out a little bit. In running news, back in training for the Umstead Half in mid-May. That's a a pretty hilly course in Umstead Park in Raleigh, North Carolina. If you're in the area, come on on down. They also have a 10K, and it's a fun, fun race, and the weather should be decent. So thanks so much, as always, to Will Ridenauer for allowing me to use his beautiful song, Sabali Dawn, The Dance of Peace, as it shows theme music. Check out willridenauer.com for more. And thanks to all of you Plant Yourself podcast patrons. Got some, uh, no new ones this week, but a couple of people have uh, increased their, their monthly support, which is very, very appreciated. So here goes. Kim Harrison, Lynn McClellan, Anthony Disson, Brittany Porter, Dominic Mauro, Barbara Whitney, Tammy Black, Amy Good, Amanda Hatherley, Mary Jane Wheeler, Ellen Kennelly, Melissa Cobb, Rachel Burns, Christine Nielsen, Tina Sharp, Tina Ahern, Jennifer Kanofsky, David Bizig, Mysterious, Michelle X, Elspeth Feldman, Victoria Dolomanova, Leia Stoller, Alan Christensen, Connie Peck, Michelle Andrews, Josina, Julianne Rollins, Stu Dolmick, Sarah Durkis, Ron Circus, Kelly Cameron, Wayne Patterson, Leanne Peterson, Janet Selby, Claire Adams, Tom Project, Jeanette Bennett, Gilles Sert, David Donahue, Blair Cyber, Doron Avizo, Gio and Carol Argentati, Jody Friesner, Ruth and Thunderbird, Misha Rosen. 
Michael Warbeck, the equally mysterious Tracy Z, Alicia Lemus, Rebecca Hughes, Val Lineman, Rhymes with Cinnamon, Nick Harper, Stephanie Holmes, Martha Bergner, Nicole Ramsey, Susan Ahmad, Molly Levine, the inscrutable Harry R., Susan Laverty, the Panda Vegan, Craig Kovic, Adam Sharp, Karen Burry, Heather Morgan, Lashley Corker, and Kelly Machia, Deanne Norton, Bonnie Lynch, and Plant Happy Organs, Sabina Kurtzels, Nigel Davies, Marion Blum, Teresa Couple, Shell Rootless, Julian Watkins, Reed O'Connell, Brian Sheridan, Shannon Hirschman, Kate Rosland, Ayat, Julie Lang, Hennel Hedegaard, Isa Tuzin, Wakani Hainline, Aaron Greer, Alicia Davis, Villel, Heather O'Connor, Karen Lejensi, Cheryl Jensen, Sherry Orlikoski, Plant Power for Health. Karen Smith, Scott Morani, Karen and Joe Crabtree, Tanya Lewis, Kirby Burton, Teresa Carell, Kevin McCauley, Elizabeth Rothschild, Kelly Baker, Miracle, and Jesse Cheryl Dwyer, Jenny Hazelton, Valerie Peltier, Peter W. Evans, Colleen Harrison, Justine Divid, Joshua Sommermeyer, Dennis Bird, Darby Kelly, Lori Fanny, Linnea Lundquist, Valerie Hummel, Deb Casilla, Emily Iaconelli, Levy Wallach, Rosamund McAtee, Dan McCorney, Stephen Leenan, Patty DiMartino, Mike and Donna Cards, Deanne Bishop, Billbury Elf, Gunter Schmidt, Marjorie Lewis, Kelly Molden, Tisha Adams, Asian Kramer, Nancy Sheldon, Lindsay Bayshore, Gunbury Hagen, Tracy Gullage, Laura Eden. Oh, Meg for Mama says you get your very own breath for your generous support of the podcast. That's it for this week. As always, be well, my friends. All right, time for thanks. Thanks to Will Ridenauer for allowing me to use his beautiful song, Sabali Don, The Dance of Peace. You can find more of Will's music at his website, willridenauer.com. And of course, thanks to all of you Plant Yourself podcast patrons. Kim Harrison, Lynn McClellan, Anthony Disson, Brittany Porter, Dominic Mauro, Barbara Whitney, Tammy Black, Amy Good, Amanda Hadley, Mary Jean Wheeler, Ellen Kennelly, Melissa Cobb, Rachel Barnes, Christine Nielsen, Tina Sharp, Tina Ahern, Jen Filikonofsky, David Vizek, The Mysterious, Michelle X, Elspeth Feldman, Leah Stoller, Alan Christensen, Colleen Peck, Michelle Andrews, Josina, Sarah Durkis, Rhymes with Circus, Kelly Cameron, Wayne Pedersen, Janet Selby, Kara Adams, Tom Franzek, Jeanette Benham, Gil Assert, David Donahue, Blair Cyber, Toronto Vizo, Gio and Carol Argitati, Jody Friesner, with Ann Thunderbrook, Misha Rosen, Michael Warbeck. The equally mysterious Tracy Z of Eva Lael, Alicia Lemus, Rebecca Hughes, Val Lineman, Rhymes with Cinnamon, Nick Harpers and Martha Bergner, Susan Ahmad, Molly Levine, the inscrutable Harry R., Susan Laverty, the Panda Vegan, Craig Kovic, Adam Scharf, Karen Burry, Heather Morgan, Kelly Machia, Deanne Norton, Bonnie Lynch, the Plant Happy Oregon, Sabina Kurtzels, Nigel Davies, Marion Blum, Teresa Copel, Julian Watkins, Breed O'Connell, Shannon, Hirsch, Shannon Hirschman, Linda Ayat, Holm Hedegaard, Isa Tuzumak, Connie Hainline, Aaron Greer, Alicia Davis... Heather O'Connor, Carolyn Jensen, Sherry Orlikoski of Plant Powered for Health, Karen Smith, Scott Marani, Karen and Joe Crabtree, Tanya Lewis, Kirby Burton, Teresa Carell, Kevin McCauley, Elizabeth Rothschild, and Jesse, Cheryl Dwyer, Jenny Hazelton, Valerie Peltier, Peter W. Evans, Colleen Harrison, Justine Divid, Joshua Sommermeyer, Dennis Bird, Darmy Kelly, Laurie Fanny, Linnea Lundquist, Valerie Hummel, Emily Iaconelli, Levy Wallach, Rosamund McAtee, Dave McCorney, Stephen Leenan. Patty D. Martino, Mike and Donna Cartson, Deanne Bishop, Bill Brielf, Gunter Schmidt, Marjorie Lewis, Kelly Molden, Trisha Adams, Ian Kramer, Nancy Sheldon, Lindsay Bashford, Gunmarie Hagen, Tracy Gullis, Laura Heaton, Meg for Mama Says, Rochelle Kennedy, Diana Goldman, Stacey Stokes, Ben Savage, Michael Kay, Holly Butler, Diana, David Hughes, Connie Rogers, Claire England, Sally Robertson, Parham Ganchi, Amy Daly, Brian Tourville, Mark Jeffrey Johnson, Josie Dempsey, Karen Schmidt. Pamela Hayden, Emily Perryman, Olga Sidoroska, Allison Corbett, Richard Stone, Lauren Vaught, Abedable Musings, Aaron Hasty, Sean Owen, Sagar Nayak, Erica Piedra, and Danielle Roberts for your generous support of the podcast. That's it for today. As always, be well, my friends.